So, Lauren talking about personality testing tweaks my brain. And I want to know, have you ever tested yourself? I've done lots of them. Have you? Yeah. And most of it was when I've been looking for new jobs. If I've been uns- like not satisfied with my current job or whatever, I go online and do heaps of these sorts of things. But I've only done a couple of paid ones. Really? Because Lauren was saying that she personality tests her new staff now, to, I suppose, to see whether they all fit in together and what sort of personality she needs slots in. But I did one once um, with a guy that I was working with at Mars. I did the Maya Briggs one and I sort of loved it because it came out that I was like a completely, a very, very rare personality type. It was like 2% of the population. I sort of was like, you know how I was like, validation. <laughs> yep, I knew I was weird and rare and this confirms all of the above. Yeah. But Lauren's one is a little bit more like generic, I would say. It's maybe not as in-depth, but it's still a good insight. And she uses the colour code one. Which we'll have linked up if people want yeah. to do it. So Yeah. So I want to put it to you, Josh. What's your personality type? Because I'm making you, I've made you do it. You have? Yeah. Mine was blue. So I've got the blue on the screen here. Mm -hmm. So my main motive and these personality tests, I guess, are based on what motivates you most in life, I guess. Which makes it like make sense of why you would fit that into your workplace. So you know how to approach people, how Mm -hmm. to get the best work out of them. Mine is blue. So blues are seen as do-gooders <laughs> and intimacy is our main, I guess, concern and connecting with people. We also like to have quality relationships. So I guess blue people, from what I'm reading here, have a focus on quality as well. Yeah. And they're seen as quite loyal and sincere and thoughtful. So those are all very positive words, but I like that it started off with what could be seen as a little pejorative, a do-gooder. <laughs> and as much as I think that I'm a bit rebellious because I am capable of extreme sarcasm and biting comments, yeah, I find it very hard to be really actually mean or rude to people without dwelling on it for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at being mean. No. So when I got the blue result, I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Well, I turned out to be yellow, which I don't really love the colour yellow, to be honest, but anyway. And my main motive is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. Motivated by fun, inviting and embrace life as a party that they're hosting, which, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Playful interaction and can be extremely sociable, which I think is counterintuitive to what you're seeing of me lately where I say to you I get overpeopled. I'm very sociable, but I also like a little bit of like quiet time yeah. without the people around. Yellows need to be adored and praised. Come on, bring it at me. <laughs> I'm just going to agree with that one. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say can I have some praise no, and adoration, You please? get enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Typically carry within themselves the gift of a good heart. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Did you read what I am yellow for a better relationship with me? Did you read those two boxes? No. So for me... This is for people to get along with someone who is yellow? Yeah. So for me, 
if you want to get along with me, you must accept playful teasing, enjoy my charismatic innocence, value my social skills, and remember, though, that I feel deeply. You must not push me too intensely, ignore me. <laughs> that's, that's, Let's all laugh at that. That sounds one. familiar. <laughs> that's where if I is. haven't written back to your message within five seconds, there's like a follow-up message. <laughs> Forget my creativity. Think I'm a lightweight or criticise me seriously as opposed to just playfully. Okay. so I think they're va- quite valuable actually. It is. And yeah. A lot of those things do sound like you. The better I get to know you, the more accurate I think that that is. But I've always thought about you as being someone that's open to constructive criticism or you just always are searching for what did you think or what did what could I have done better and all these things. Is the yellow personality, are you doing that as a little bit of trying to get ahead of potential real criticism by searching out the positive critiques first? I'm just asking the question. No, I think if anyone is going to like analyse stuff already, it's me. So I will already have a a pretty heavy critique on what I thought I did right and wrong. But sometimes it's too heavy, I would say. Your own critique. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And maybe I, I often will just want to be better. And that comes across as, well, the thing that that ties into actually is the people that I'm working around, I want that to be better as well. So, for instance, for you, if I'm asking critique on something that I did, it's how can I improve myself to better support you or better support an event. So it's all about sort of the end goal of, yeah, but of course I want a little bit of praise. The constructiveness is is around definitely wanting to improve myself. Nice things are also wanted, but not fluffy. Yeah. Not smoke up my ass because I will see through that a fucking mile away. Sorry. (laughs) That's the truth. Excuse the language. Yeah. Don't say it just for the sake of saying it. One thing that, I mean, this validated some of what the past tests have said about me as well. And part of that is that I am a much more sensitive person than I pretend to be. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at me that I can hyper-logic my way through any particular situation and not get too emotionally attached to anything at that at that time. Yeah. But that's only one version of me. If we're having an intellectual debate about something, I can normally weigh both sides of an argument without being too attached to my own emotion on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And normally, if I feel like I'm emotionally pushed one way or getting pulled, that normally to me is a sign of you haven't thought about it enough. You might yeah. need to consider the other side. But by the same token, <clears throat> pardon me, my voice is dying, I am pretty sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that, like when I first started trying to do stand-up, well, I'm still trying to, but when I first started, I actually thought maybe I'm too sensitive for this industry. Yeah, okay. Because of, I mean, hecklers aren't as real as people say and all that stuff, but... Yeah, I, I actually thought a lot of the time in creative stuff, am I too sensitive to actually take real critique from people or just even more so just complete disinterest? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's um, – I think a lot of creatives have a lot of self-doubt. Yeah. 
around like that end product. And if you're constantly swirling around in the creative headspace, you'd be thinking about what you could do better and whatnot. But the sensitivity thing is is definitely something that I know from you, not necessarily because you wear that, but it's because of your awareness and sensitivity towards others. Yeah. But that would, I would know that that's, that's how you operate. Would you say that I'm a more sensitive person than you expected me to be than when you first met me? <sighs> I didn't have any expectations. I was just trying to navigate... I try not to have an expectation. I know that that's – okay. So one of my key traits from another personality test that I will 100% commit to and lean into is judging. So I'm ENFJ, which is extroverted, intuitive feeling, judging yep. type thing. And I would always have that initial judgment but one thing that I do like to say is that I take the time and then the rational perspective to to unravel that. That's a snap judgment, but I don't ever let that sort of cloud. I was just trying to navigate. To be honest, it was more about me and why Why do you want me on the podcast <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right then? That was wasn't yeah. anything. To, it was trying to navigate what your motives were around that. It wasn't you as a person. I think in the past, my creative sensitivities, and I don't mean that day-to-day I walk around like a raw nerve. I'm usually pretty resilient to things, but I mean in just the world of creating things. I think it's always manifested as I will circumvent people's opinions by offering them what seems like this really open door to critique me. But yeah. it's a door that I've decided how wide, how tall, and where the destination is of that door. Yeah. And it's almost, I see it in myself more and more, and not so much now. And it's something, honestly, I've learned from telling jokes, because nothing matters except whether people laugh. Yeah. Like, it's it's the most brutal evaluation I've ever had moment to moment in anything I've done creatively, because only one thing matters, and you can't, you don't get a chance to say, hey, that. That that joke was good because of X Y Z. Then people are going to just boo you. You can't stuff. explain your joke. Yeah, after correct. You said the joke. <laughs> it's either funny or not. But yeah. I think I've always protected myself by allowing a range of opinion within a small space. Mm-hmm. Like cr- critique me as heavily as you want inside this bubble, and it kind of I feel bad about doing that. But it's something I've seen in myself, and it was when I did the oh, one of the. Psych Big Five personality test, I think mm-hmm. it was through Stanford, yeah, a free online university test that they use for research. That kind of came back because I had a very weird result where they're like, "Well, you're probably the type of person that, you know, protects themselves, but you know, is open to critique, but only yeah." So it was a pretty strange result that I got from that, and this is the sort of stuff that you feel about yourself or you think, oh, am I doing this or that or why am I doing that? And sometimes doing a test like this reminds you of who you really are. Yeah, I think we should delve into it a bit more personally. But I will say, for me, my way of protecting myself is to critique myself more heavily (laughs) than anyone else. Right. Because I, I remember, like, within football, 
or all those things. If I sort of come up with the quip first, it hurts a lot less if it comes out of your own mouth yep. than if someone else says it directly to you. So you're talking extreme self-deprecation or? Not necessarily extreme, just that that's like a broad sweep. It can be um, self-deprecation. It can be, you know, sexualization like a inappropriate joke or something like that. And if I always had the upper hand where I was quicker, then it just took the the gloss (laughs) off them doing it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. So that's probably partly developed me being so quick, I think, is because I can shoot people down pretty quickly if I need to, which is less so now. I feel like you guys that are being nice to me at the moment – and maybe making me lose my edge. <laughs> you do go through phases. I've noticed where you need to remind everyone about your edge. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time that I need to find my edge at the moment. Yeah, I, ha- I go through a phase of where it's almost like it's a cross between self-sabotage and, oh, something, something's not right at the moment like and I'll put a create a massive level of doubt that you can't be ticking all these boxes yeah like something's going to go wrong oh, some, not something's going to go wrong but it shouldn't be that easy and to hit that level that you want to hit like I put a massive amount of pressure on myself yeah that no one else would I wouldn't say you're particularly great at celebrating little wins no you tend to move on from them quicker maybe than, say, I would. I actually move on from everything fairly quick. I've noticed. I would say. <laughs> so it's not even just a, a win. It's just a I get over things quickly. It's probably a positive if, if it's a loss. Yeah. You can move on quick. Yeah. I'm but. just like, oh, cool. Next. If you like us, like I like us, get onto punchingsideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee. Punchy, punchy. If I punched like that, that would be very ineffective. Let me just, I've just, Particularly. I've just realised right now that would not even be like a little love tap. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Muhammad. The barely made it past the barrier of the I, couch. I really need, like, you'd have to fully. I did learn how to do kickboxing at one point. All right. Guess what my best move is? Gosh, I don't know. I'm going to say a roundhouse. Actually leaving the ground. No. Oh, God, that takes a lot of coordination (laughs) that I don't have. Right. (laughs) Elbows. Oh, I was a mean, like, guy had a... A mean elbow. Oh, mate. I could... Yeah. Yeah. It's less lever, so my arm's not as extended. I can control it and I can just... Oh, Hit them with that hard bone. Yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. That That's like a little insight into let's just not go there. <laughs> so talking of hitting things, I think you and I have both had a weird incident this week involving car doors and hitting stuff. Oh, so I was going through like a little bit of a, you know, a bad mental space. <laughs> and I was sitting at the doctor's trying to get out of just everything and I was there do you ever get into a space where you just can't get out of the car and you're just sitting there procrastinating on what needs to be done and it's just monopolising time? Yep. So I was in the car 
And then I just felt this bang. <laughs> and I looked across and there's this old lady who's just banged her door open on my car. <laughs> and I looked at her and she sort of looked and then she just looked funny, closed the door and then decided that she just needed to repark. And that, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was it. That was it. Didn't even acknowledge me. Just was like, oh, there's not enough room for me to get out. Well. Clearly. I'm just going to repark. That's and that was the end of it. And I was like, oh. Was there even... was there an apology? No. Nah, it there... was just like, a, you know, one blat- blatant like entitlement things. And I even, to the point where I thought, have I wronged her and not given her enough room to park? Are you half in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I looked, I looked beside me and I was like, no, you're, you're in your park properly. Like you haven't intruded into another car park. But yeah, she made me doubt my own parking capabilities. And as you know, Josh, I'm an amazing parker. You are, which frustrates me to no end. We'll talk about that maybe <laughs> in the future. But yeah. just so people know, Mel can get a park so close to this studio, you'd think that she owns the whole block. And reverse parallel park, by the way. Yeah, there's some tricky parks that yeah. pull off. Yeah. I, one thing you didn't put through in that message that you sent me that instigated this conversation was that there was a douchebag involved. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got the feeling that she felt bad about it. Oh, nah. But so she just moved on as though literally no contact had been made. Yeah, she just <laughs> she just looked frustrated that my car was that close to her and that she had to move so she could get out. Wow. Like it was on me. It was my fault. <laughs> to be honest, it sounds like for some reason it was because she wasn't giving you an inch. No, do you know what? That, that sort of annoys me because I just think, oh, she's old. I mean, is it a battle worth getting into? Really, a little scratch on my car. Yeah, is it worth? Is it worth it? But I don't love the sense of entitlement that people have sometimes. No, I was probably on the other side. I was the entitled person in this story, but oh. completely by accident. So I was at coming back to my car from the studio last weekend, mm-hmm. and the car park was completely empty. But there was a lady right next to my car in a little SUV. And she was on her phone and you could just tell that she was upset about something. Okay. I don't know what it was, but her shoulders were slumped and she looked like her head was down like she was crying. And she looked at me. I looked at her when I went to get into the car. It was kind of one of those moments of, okay, you're having a shit day. I'm not even going to try to say hello or engage you at all. I'm just going to turn around and not look at you because you feel like. I could tell she was feeling like she was exposed. Yeah. I tried really hard to open my car door to, you know how there's notches? Yeah. To the first notch, it sat there for a second and I thought, okay, I'm going to get in here and just slide out. I'm not going to turn my head and look back at her at all. <laughs> my shoulder bumps the door. It smashes into her car door oh. and she almost died of fright. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but she see- looked at me like in absolute horror, but it was as though, I'll try and explain this so you can visualise it. It's like... I walked up to her driver's side window and hit it with my finger, (laughs) the look on her face. So you wrecked her car. Well, I I hardly touched it in the end. Okay. But it was such – it sounded like the noise – I'll do it on my phone. Hopefully people can hear this. It sounded like this. (laughs) Like that, it just hit just the tiniest bit, but it was really hard. So you're like going, hey, 
yeah. snap out of it. But she thought that I was tapping on her window. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, snap out of it. What the? F- what's wrong with you? Oh, that would be awful. Yeah. I'd, and I I'd... felt, and we've talked in the past how I can feel bad about things for days. Yeah. I felt bad about that. I still feel bad about that. <laughs> I wanted follow on. So we've both had a few shit things happen of late. Yeah. My random act of kindness things, which are what makes me feel good and happy inside. Uh, So at the moment, you know that I'm probably after this is released, I would have already done a fashion show, like one that I'm involved in a lot, and I'll talk about that post. But part of this means I've had a much more heavy role in this one than probably what was expected after the first one, and it sort of spiralled into me actually, yeah, quite heavily helping. One of the pillars. Which is why uh, I wouldn't say pillar, but it also puts a You're at least half a pillar, Mel. Just take the compliment. Short pillar. (laughs) Anyway, there was a girl, it's it's the Recovery Art and Fashion Show, and there's a girl I know, a, a lovely, lovely girl, and she's pregnant at the moment, and I thought, oh, she made this absolutely amazing creation in lockdown. She's had a terrible pregnancy. You know, like one of those pregnancies where you're bedridden and you can't get up, you can't eat, you can't yep. just do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she couldn't work. That's been her pregnancy. And she managed to, with the help of her friends, make this pom-pom jacket, which just the idea of it, I love. <laughs> But I sort of, she popped into my head and I was like, oh, I'd really like her to enter that. I think that would make her feel really good. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you thought of me. Oh, that's so nice. Of course you'd have something to do with this and la la. So I've just felt really good. Like I was like, oh, I feel that's good. That's your yellow it. personality. Yeah, it, yeah. Give me praise. Yeah. No, but I felt really good helping, like yeah. make her feel good. Like yes. that's where I come in. And then... I sort of went, oh, I wonder, like, she should model this because I've got, <laughs> I have the zip power <laughs> to to say maybe this this girl should model and I thought it would be just so gorgeous for her to be able to get her hair and makeup done. She's sort of out of that, like, she's just about to have a baby and so she can sort of move around. She's past that peak morning sickness and it would just be the ultimate. She's like, oh, I'm not a model. I'm, not. I'm like, you're gorgeous. It'd be great for you to model this. I think I really think that you should. She was so excited. And again, I'm like, oh, just love doing things that make people feel good. Like, I love it so much. This is the best. Uh, we had the rehearsal the other week. And I was like, you're coming to rehearsal. She's like, oh, I wouldn't miss it. And she's so excited. And I was messaging her. She turned up and we were going the run through, doing like the roll call and this is what we have to do and all this stuff. And then the next stage is like we break the models up into groups and they get like toured around the areas that they're going to be like getting dressed in and everything. And we had this girl's group and we go, okay, this group, group B, inverted commas, is going this way, follow Bernadette. And she stood up. Went to follow and went crash <laughs> oh, no. on the ground, fell down like a, a step that would have been like two inches and honestly looked like one of those chalk outline bodies <laughs> that you see on the ground. Oh, and I was so, 
and she's so pregnant too. So I'm just thinking, oh, my God, baby, pregnant, ugh, all this stuff. And she was so embarrassed. And I was like, don't be embarrassed. She's like, oh, my my ankles are so fat. They just gave way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't worry. And I sort of just comforted her. Everyone was like completely lovely, but she was super embarrassed and didn't want to stress. I said, oh, like, don't worry. It's me. It's me. Don't worry. You know what I'm like. And she goes, actually, that's the only thing that makes me feel a bit better, knowing how accident prone and you're likely <laughs> to have done. So I was like, phew, that's good. Then she sort of started saying like her foot was hurting a little bit. I was like, okay, you just sit here and don't worry and I'll video like the runway and everything and then you can learn. And I was checked up on her after. She goes, I'm just going to sit down because my foot's actually really hurting. I was like, do you want ice? And she goes, yeah, I actually think I should. So she was trying to be brave to start with. The next minute I found out she has a broken foot. <laughs> oh, God. She So she's got a broken foot and <laughs> she's got carpal tunnel so she can't use crutches. So she has to use one of those leg wheelie things, (laughs) a trolley. (laughs) She has a trolley. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. She has to use a trolley. So, and then next level, a moon boot. So she's in a moon boot and not allowed to wait there for six weeks. The only way she can get around is with a trolley because she can't use her hands properly because she's, like, had aggravated carpal tunnel from all this other stuff in her pregnancy going on. And she's due in three and a half weeks. My gosh. So I have, (laughs) by me trying to do this great good deed and make someone feel so much better about themselves. I've ruined her life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit dramatic. But it's pretty bad. It's you couldn't have done much worse to her. I know. So she's pretty much sorry, I'm just banging the hands because I just can't believe and this is what would usually happen to me and I'd go classic Mel. Ha. <laughs> but I've instigated enough of these steps like I didn't push her down the stairs or anything but I put enough of that into play that put her in that scenario that this is way worse than a guy pocketing $25 and walking off like I don't know I can't fix it and she's probably always going to identify me in that terrible time in her life yeah she can't pay her fines with a used moon boot Maybe to make you feel a little bit better and just completely off topic. You told me a funny story recently about some time you spent on a computer that was being a bit disagreeable. Oh, yeah. So can you take us through that story? Because this is one of the great things I've ever heard. (laughs) So as part of my uh, radio show that I have, I have to go to a community station, which is basically the only community station around here, And I have to put the show on and press play. It also involves, you know, putting ads in and everything like that. But there's issues. It hasn't been updated for so long. The computer. The computer's so old. Like so old that Tyson Witham's show is on the desktop who has been in commercial radio for 10 years. That's how old it is. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
And every time you go to go in there, just pop up stuff just starts to happen. There's pop up porn everywhere. It's just everywhere. There's <laughs> pop up Can porn. Can you describe a pop up porn for people at home? Pop up porn is just like stuff that you sh- you wouldn't want. <laughs> yeah. If you have someone standing behind you and they just walk up like behind a studio you, tour. Like, like you don't want porn, like an actual ad for. Real, Has it got like the old life, school flashing yeah, like lights? Real of- life porn popping up on your computer, like that level of pop up porn that it's showing enough that people know exactly. Yeah. What? <laughs> what's so? It's like the equivalent of someone looking at your Google history, but just putting it straight in front of you. Yeah. And just going back. And it's it all porn. It's all porn, and it, it trips the computer out. And I have talked several times to the tech guys about could we potentially, you know, maybe do some antiviruses, do some checks and, you know, we've got this pop-up porn issue. And they're just like, you can't do anything about pop-up porn. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just there. You're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure you can do something about pop-up porn. Why don't we get rid of it and we do that? And then we don't look up porn on the <laughs> General computer. <laughs> the guess every time. You can't do anything about pop up porn. You can't. That was the exact statement, word for word. You can't do anything about pop up porn. Yes, you can. You can do lots. Please stop looking up on it on the seat that I have to sit in, like, to do my show. That is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to finish up. You can't do shit about pop-up podcasts, apparently. Jeez, I wish we could get some pop-up podcast action going. Yeah, well, we need coffees to be and able to do that. please give us a bit of a review. Do that. Yeah, you can review us. Well, you can review us in Apple Podcasts, maybe Spotify, I'm not sure. But you can also review us on Facebook, I think. Yeah, we had some really nice um, feedback from Beck Myers, who gave us a nice little yeah, share. that was quite delightful. A few other people are giving us a bit of love, which is nice. So, thank you. And Beck is one, my mate Carl and also Benny, are three people that have been giving us a lot of support lately. Yeah. So, thank you. I mean, thanks to everyone, but those three particularly have been really helping us. Yeah, they're great. They're just like a little consistent posse walking behind us like the Mighty Ducks. And also, please don't flag us for using the word porn <laughs> 55 times in one episode. <laughs> don't put that in the review. No, don't do that. Okay. Thanks, Mel. Laters. Laters.